Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinnerbaits, buzzbaits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Finn Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad. And I'm Josh. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good, man. I'm excited for this episode because we got Human Nick and uh, sorry, Nick Manesh, Human <laughs> Nick Manesh from Bixby. How you doing, man? Good. Good. How are awesome. you guys? I'm doing, doing great. Good. Doing good. Cool. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna get uh, or we're gonna get to the, some conversation here about Bixby and uh, talk about their product. Uh, me and Josh has been. Uh, looking at this product for a while and we thought it'd be a cool little episode to do because they're in the kayak scene now so um human how about you start off by uh giving us a little background who you are and what you do yeah so we um started i think it was 2014 i had um i was in another completely different industry than this uh, we actually used to run uh believe it or not summer camps for international students and study abroad courses and stuff so we I got out of that industry um, and um, had about a year of semi-retirement in a sense where I was trying to find something more interesting to do. So I started getting into skate, uh, sort of electric skateboards, electric bikes, and all things electric, uh, lithium batteries, brushless motors, and so on. And then um, during one of my episodes out uh, sailing on my Hobie Tandem Island, uh, we got a, stuck out about six miles or eight miles or whatever it was off the coast of San Diego. Uh, I mean, this is, this part's not on the website, but we had like six beers in us each, me and my buddy. 
Um, wind died, so we had no sail to come back. So we had to pedal our way back like six mm. miles. It was brutal. It was like took us hours to get back, exhausted, with sunburns, hungover now. And uh, we're like, man, we got to get a motor on this thing because this is like, this is not humane. So um, can't do this again. So I went out and I started looking for motors and uh, there was really nothing out there. So it was either you bought a, a big Minkota with a big lead acid battery or you bought a $3,000 uh, Torquedo or something. Um, so there was really nothing out there. And at the same time, I was sort of playing with these uh, skateboards and electric bikes and so on. And at some point, I, just, I guess it clicked. I was like, oh, hey, I could do this on the kayak. And I'll just I'll put these motors on the kayak and it should be able to drive the kayak. Um, so I ended up hiring uh, this really cool kid. He's from uh, UCST. He was an engineering student. And uh, he basically, him and I worked in the garage, my garage, literally the very cliche uh, you know, California startup story. So we worked in my garage. We brought the concept to life. And then from there, I figured, you know, oh, a few months, we'll have this as a product and be no problem, right? Easy. So three years later, um, you know, we're still struggling trying to get waterproof these batteries and, and housings and stuff. And um, one of my sort of uh, big things from the very beginning was that it needs to be a modular product. So it can't, you know, I don't want to just build a motor that you put on your kayak, you put on your uh, uh, and then that's it because that's it's a hard hard justification you're not gonna, if you're a kayak guy and you need to justify why you need to spend you know 1100 bucks on a on a kayak motor you better be able to do something else with that motor so then we came up with a handheld version that you can dive and snorkel and scuba with so you can say ha huh, it is not only for me that i make the sacrifice of 1100 it is for the family so um, in a sense, we sort of, because of that, and it sort of started out as almost like a, like a sort of a, not a joke, I'd say, but sort of started as a, like, can we really do this? And then it, it became very serious and we started getting into the snorkel and scuba uh, space with that. And uh, it took a lot of our focus uh, because it was much, much harder to get that motor to be 100, 150 foot waterproof than it was to get it six or eight inches below water, right? Right. So that took an incredible amount of energy from us to, to you know, get everything, lithium batteries and all the circuitry and all of the motor and everything else, all the moving parts. And to get that at, you know, down to 100 feet, 150 feet, that was really, really challenging. Um, but, you know, we, we sort of made it. Finally, we came out, we did a Kickstarter, an Indiegogo campaign, and uh, we started shipping in 2017. And, um, you know, it's been three years. Uh, initially, the whole idea of motorizing a kayak seemed a little bit, you know, like, do you, oh, it's, you know, the sport is gone. And, you know, are you doing this? Should, should you be putting a motor? But when you, when you sort of think about it and when you put this motor on your kayak, it really makes it a different sport now, right? You're able to get out. You've got that safety net. You're able to go to places you can't, you know, you're typically hesitant to go. You know, like, if I go, can I come back at 5 o'clock when the, when the tide is coming back or, you know, can I go out if the wind kicks up and so on. So it really opens the door and, yeah. uh, and it also allows other people who are not normally able to paddle or pedal out to, to yeah. do that. So it's really opened up. It's not, you know, it's, it's really a, an accessory now to, to, especially the guys who go kayak fishing. And um, so, you know, we've grown um, multiple times over the years and, you know, the, this year was, was exceptionally, um, busy for us because a lot of people had very little else to do so they wanted to get out more and more 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we had a good year. Uh, there, there were a lot of challenges with the tariffs, with all the shipping stuff, with all, it's just craziness. Uh, like every month there was a new obstacle just thrown at our face. But, um, but you know, it's, it's, it's been good. Um, we're sort of grateful for that. And um, so that's sort of the, the story in a nutshell um, of, of how we started and we got, we got going. Um, we did eventually, um, this summer decided that the snorkel and scuba world is, um, it's just, we prefer to be in the, in the outboard um, mm-hmm. side of things, if you will. Um, it's just, we, we feel more at home there. We're more comfortable with the sports um, and we're, you know, we have a really good presence there. So we've, uh, we abandoned the, the last model we had of the snorkel and scuba stuff in the summer. And uh, we may go back to it. You know, we've got, we've got the technology there. We know how to do it now. Um, we know how to do it well. Uh, but for the time being, we're really focused on the outboard stuff. So yeah. kayaks, paddleboards, um, and so on. So, Heck yeah. Go ahead, Brad. I was gonna. I was just gonna say the uh, whole market, like you mentioned, of uh, kayak motors and everything. I've seen it blow up within the last three years, and it's crazy to see where it has come from to where it is now, and seeing all these different products like Bixby and uh, other trolling motors out there on the market that people are putting on these kayaks. It just kind of blows my mind, you know. Yeah, it's. I agree. Like, um, I think Bixby's in a good position because you guys have kind of hit it where the fishing industry for kayaking is starting to explode too. And one of the things that everybody's getting into is the ability to travel further distance and cover more water. And as long as you have that need and as, as the tournament scene grows and grows and grows, that's what you're going to to see. I mean, that's the one thing that separates us from the boat world is the boat world. Those guys can go shoot from spot to spot, Mm -hmm. spot, 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 and go fish something for 30 minutes and be like, Oh, this isn't working and move on, you know, two miles down. You know, we don't obviously have the speed to do that in kayaks. We don't, we will never have that speed because I mean, you're using a boat that's only rated for so much, you know, so much abuse that it can take, but it does give you that flexibility. Um, You pointed out, Uh, One thing that makes me always kind of a on that on that side of the motorized kayak scene, especially for the tournaments, because I know there's a lot of people that are hesitant about their their local leagues or, you know, like whatever is happening that they don't let motors in because it makes it unfair. But you made a huge point, in my opinion, that it should be allowed and it allows people who may have physical disabilities or something. They have a bad shoulder, bad arms and they can't paddle. Or, you know, maybe the other way around, they have a leg issue and they can't use a pedal drive, you know, but they want to be competitive. So a motor is going to allow them, you know, to be up there with everybody else. Um, You know, not that there's anything wrong with pedaling or paddling, but for some people, they just may not physically be able to do it, but they have the right to be out there and enjoy this and try to take advantage of it as well. So, no, absolutely. Well, we have we have lots of people who buy our motors who who write us and say, you know, I haven't been able to get on the water for for years because, mm. you know, I my shoulder is bad now. I mean, I'm older. I can't I can't pedal. I'm not confident enough to pedal out three miles or two miles. But yeah. this got me out now. So thank you. You know, now I can yeah. get out again. And and yeah. so so you know, there, there's always an element, and it's it's the same thing with you know e bikes when they first came out. It was like you know you've stolen the sport of biking. <laughs> this is true, but you know, I like I live in a place where I've got a 900 foot hill to climb as soon as I come out of my house. So, you know, yeah. unless I'm 
27 and in really good shape, I'm not going to be able to bike up that hill. Like, <laughs> no, I can, you know, I can put that bike on the hill and, and actually go up the, the hill and enjoy myself and, and get out there. Right. So, yeah. Um, so it opens up a whole, whole new sort of door for people. So, yeah, that's awesome. I agree. So let's, uh, let's get into the motor and battery. Um, I know I've been following around, you know, kind of, checking out Bixby and what you guys offer. And, you know, um, I wanted to ask you what, what kind of things do you guys have going on in regards to battery life? Like what's the size of the battery? What kind of speeds are you getting on your kayaks, paddle boards, et cetera? Do you find, right. do you find like certain types of boats are, you know, faster than other ones? Like what kind of dimensions do you guys look at in regards to that or brands? If you want to call out like kayak brands, like what brands, do you see where you get like more speed, less speed, whatever? Yeah. So it's, you know, I, th I think it's come to a point now. And I mean, we, we have brands that we work with more closely. Like there's a vibe kayak sitting right behind me, obviously. Yeah. Which way do I point? Everything's backwards in the, on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to vibe kayak sitting behind me. So we work with vibe a lot, right? Um, a couple other companies as well. And, um, um, there are a couple of questions that are that are always very common, right? So the first question everyone asks is, how long does the battery last? Or how fast can I go on this kayak or boat and so on? Right. Um, so what determines speed on a kayak is the hull speed, right? And there's a really good equation for that on Wikipedia even, right? You go on there and you put your kayak size and then how much water it touches and, and it tells you how fast, what is the maximum speed that kayak will approach, right? Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of the fishing kayaks right now in that, in, you know, between the 11 to 13 foot kayaks, um, and they're typically anywhere from 30, let's say 30 to 33 inches. Um, let's say the, the Shearwater, the Outback, um, these kayaks are all give or take similar size and similar hull um, surface area. These guys all top off at about 4.7, 4.8 miles an hour. And that's pretty much the speed you're going to get out of them. So that's whether you put a bigger motor or a smaller motor, uh, whatever you do, you're going to, you're not going to really go above that speed unless you can put such a big motor that you're now lifting the front of the kayak out of the water. Mm -hmm. So now you've got less surface area so the kayak can go faster, right? But as long as your kayak is flat on the water, you're going to get about four and a half, let's say tops five miles an hour. So the bigger motor you put on there, all you're doing is now you have to carry a bigger battery. Now you have to sort of, um, have a bigger propeller now you've got more drag because if you're not under power now you got to drag this motor behind you right mm -hmm. so we sort of you know so there are guys out there who go and buy them in Coda for 120 bucks put it on their kayak and they buy a 95 pound battery and put it on their kayak and they're like look for 300 bucks i got this all set up and it's true you can definitely do that um but Mm -hmm. Now you're dragging this huge propeller behind you and all that. So where we yep. started off with was because we started with the kayaks, with, with kayaks in mind, we sort of had to build everything from scratch, right? So mm -hmm. we couldn't have a motor that had this huge propeller that would drag behind you when you're not motoring. So we had to make sure the propeller is tiny. So, you know, our propeller is only like two and a half inches. Mm -hmm. and it, it creates almost no drag. So even if your motor isn't behind mm -hmm. you in the it's not doing anything. And then we spend months and months optimizing the battery. So it puts out just enough power to get an average size kayak going to its hull speed. No more, no less, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that battery you had on the screen is about a 333 uh, watt hour uh, battery. Mm -hmm. And that runs for about 70 minutes at full speed, 70 to 75 minutes full speed. 
and uh, that gets you on, on a, that's full speed if you're continuous use if you turn it down a little bit and it's that last speed that really kills the battery right mm -hmm. so if you just tone down a little bit and get to like the, the, let's say two-third power out you're doing about five hours six hours of runtime um and that's, that's a good half day of of uh, of motoring uh if you assist that with some pedaling and with some paddling then you're out there for a full day basically yeah. um so you know we sort of we designed everything to purpose um as opposed mm -hmm. to going out and getting a big heavy motor and putting a battery on it and, you know um so we sort of worked in a sense backwards knowing that this is going to go on a kayak or a paddleboard so how big a battery do you need to stay out for a day well this is the battery so um you know can you use a bigger battery sure and there are lots of people who buy two batteries because they really they don't want to pedal or paddle at all they just want to power the whole time um but yeah as it stands that motor that battery we've got has got 12 speeds and forward so you'll do anywhere from just under a mile to about four and a half five miles on the bigger kayaks and then you get the slender kayaks like the hobie revolution or mm -hmm. the kayaks that are sort of longer and more slender you'll get those kayaks up to almost six seven miles an hour um, wow so, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you uh you mentioned the batteries uh, is there a way to daisy chain those or you just have to interchange them once one dies there, there isn't a way to well technically there is a way to daisy chain them um, but because they're lithium and because uh, of the smart charges and all of that, it gets a little pricey and complicated. Mm -hmm. um, so it's almost not worth doing. It's almost better to just carry an extra battery, drop it in your hatch. And when one runs out, you just plug the other one in and off you go. Yeah. So, so we tried to make that process very simple. Uh, the remotes all sync to the different batteries uh, or they can all sync to one battery or multiple batteries. So you don't even have to change your remote. You just swap out the battery if you need to on the fly and oh. then you're good to go. Everything is waterproof. Uh, all the connectors are waterproof. Um, so as long as you don't have your connector full of salt water, then you're good. You're, yeah, you're I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. How, how, uh, how much does the whole setup weigh? So the motor is exactly two pounds. Um, wow. And then the battery is about seven and, a, seven and a bit. So the whole system with the adapters and stuff, you're generally under 10 pounds. Wow. Right? That's pretty so impressive. Yeah, so that was a, that was a big thing for us because you know one of the things we started working very early on with were paddle boards, mm -hmm. and paddle boards can't take that much weight, so right. you, can, you can't put you know thirty pounds of weight on the back of a paddle board; it'll just go way down. Um, so again, you know, we, we really had to shave things down to make sure um, it's not a weight commitment you're you're carrying with you. So, um, and then the battery floats as well. So if you do fall out uh -huh. or tips over it'll just float and you just grab it and put it back in your kayak so oh that's pretty cool now have you guys made any major changes to your batteries lately or if somebody bought like a bixby motor that was like two years old would they be able to buy a new battery and it's everything's going to be fine and work out yeah. Okay? yeah we've made some changes so we've had three major well two major iterations since the beginning um but they're all backwards compatible. So if, if you have one of our old batteries, you can use one of the newer motors. And if you have a newer motor, you can still use the old battery. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm, at some point, that's probably going to stop. At some point, we're going to probably having probably going to end up having to do a major iteration that that may not uh, hold true. But at this point and for the sort of foreseeable future, everything is backwards compatible. Um, you know, as we get feedback from people, we, we try to implement as many things as we can. Um, but really our goal is to try and keep the, the entire system to about a thousand dollars. 
Yeah. And um, we were doing really well with that until the tariffs. So we had to, unfortunately, we had to go up a little bit uh, yeah. because of that. But, but you know, I really want to keep it at that $1,000 um, mark because I think that's a reasonable investment to do on a kayak. And if you're going way above that, then it becomes that, that you know, if your motor is costing two or three times as much as your kayak, you're really thinking, well, you know, what am I doing here? So, right. yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. Um, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say something, Josh. You're fine. You're fine. Um, I did have a question. Um, so with the battery life, what are you guys getting like overall battery life expectancy? How long your batteries last? A couple of years? What do you think? So yeah, so these are the the eighteen six fifty lithium ion cells, right? So they have they'll do about eight hundred cycles, um, charge cycles before you start losing about fifteen percent of their uh, retained energy, right? So eight hundred cycles for a phone or a laptop is not much because you're using it every day. But eight hundred cycles on on something like this, where you're using it maybe two, three, four times a week at the most, uh, mm-hmm. with most guys averaging maybe twice a week. 800 cycles is quite a bit, right? So you, yeah. you've got this for. So our sort of expected life is about three years before you start noticing that you're losing some range. And after about five years, the batteries do sort of deteriorate on their own anyway. So you, you lose some power. After about five years, it's probably time to replace the battery. Um, and, I, I, and because they're in the water, and especially if you're on salt water, you'll start noticing that after five years, you'll, you know, some of the plastic starts getting a little brittle and the screws yeah. a little bit. Sort of, so it is, you know, you'll, you'll want to change the battery anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, so five years is a good sort of ballpark for how long the battery should last before you need to, you start noticing real loss. So cool. That's pretty good for a, uh, lithium ion battery as well i mean it's comparable to other companies out there on the market for sure right and you know we we have a new battery now that we use for um for accessories and so on right so sort of based on that same technology we used for the scuba stuff and for the current battery we've, we've got we made a new battery for accessories so if you've got fish finders and live wells and um lights and stuff on your kayak so we now have a little battery uh that runs all of those um those we use um, uh, lithium um, iron phosphate, and mm-hmm. those batteries last quite a bit longer, right? So they've got a shelf life for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have some disadvantages. They're a little bit bigger. Um, you can't quite draw the same amount of power from them, and they don't, they don't quite have the same chemistry, so they don't allow um, all the same things we get out of the lithium ion. But mm-hmm. uh, we're getting there. You know, we're fine-tuning things, and, and hopefully we'll be able to do that on, on, a grinder, on the larger scale for the kayak batteries as well. So. And that was the battery that you guys have been really um, featuring like through your newsletters recently, right? Like in the past like year? Yeah, we have been. And, you know, it was supposed to be a simple product, right? So we went in last year, we had everything done. You, you know, we had all the R&D done. We figured all our stuff out, you know. And we were, we were supposed to release, I think, sometime in January, end of January or February last year. And, um, we were, and then COVID hit. And mm-hmm. do we do it? Do we not do it? Do we do it? Do we not do it? And uh, we saw a couple other companies sort of dive in and we figured, all right, we're going to do it because, you know, we've got, we've got our stuff sorted out. We've been building stuff for a few years. We know what we're doing. Man, every obstacle you could ever imagine humanly <laughs> possible has been thrown in our face. Like it is unbelievable. Everything from like ships stuck in the harbor here at, in LA, not being able to dock, to terrorists, to this, to that, to like just unbelievable so we finally got them they're all behind me actually we've got them all 
you know, and, and a shelf behind me. Um, we got them last week, and um, we're hopefully going to finally ship them out next week. So um, it'll be done and over with. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the whole idea of like, oh, we'll get through this. It's no problem. It, it's been it's been quite a year, really. It's been yeah, uh, it has been. I'm glad to see it turning around, though. That's a good thing because I know if you're dealing with stuff that's out, you know, overseas, it's been really, really tough on those companies, you know, with COVID and just all the restrictions that ended up happening. It was just yeah. a pain. I mean, you can see it just walking in your local field and stream and you're like, I want to buy a reel. And they're like, well, we don't have any. The only one we have is the floor mm -hmm. model, you know, and then you pick it up and you're like, it looks like it's going to fall apart because everybody's been <laughs> playing with the stupid thing for two years. So, you know, it's good to see that you guys have gotten, you know, everything situated with that and you guys are getting ready to ship. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So finally, yeah, we got that's been and there's been, you know, and people have been so cool. They've been super patient. You know, every now and then we'll get someone emailing. So are these things coming? We're like, yes, they're coming. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. Yeah. You know, we'll get one thing and then it'll be missing one thing. Right. And then typically that's something that would we could get them to FedEx to us for, like, say, 150 bucks. But now that $150 package is turned into a $900 package. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't come the same way it used to. So it's just constant back and forth yeah. so um uh, but yeah it's it's been an interesting year to say the least heck yeah uh, um let, let's go to uh how you steer the motor how, how the setup works with that right uh, are you connecting that to foot pedals like uh other uh, trolling motors on the market so so yeah that's that's i think the, the probably aside from the motor design and everything else the, the big thing we try to do um that you know, I think a lot of these guys are not doing is really like we focus a lot of our attention to building adapters. So right now we've got uh, probably at least about 12 different adapters that that let you just sort of do plug and play. Right. Mm -hmm. um, some of them you do steering. So, you know, we have a rudder adapter that we've got. Um, I can actually move this a little bit so you guys can see. Um, we've got a rudder adapter here on, uh, on the wide kayak. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, we can also, you know, so that one steers with the foot pedals. Uh, we've got, um, oh, I'm missing my, my garage adapter here. Um, oh, there, there we go. It's on the wall here. Sorry. Oh, you guys can see these. There we go. Yep. So we've got, you know, we've got the, the pedal drive adapter basically. And, and this mm. is, this one you'll just drop into the, into the foot pedals, whether it's on a Hobie or on the Shearwater here. Oh, that's cool. That goes right into the pedal. So, you know, with that one, you're steering with your rudder or mm -hmm. with whatever you normally would steer. Um, we have um, what's probably most popular now, especially on the fishing kayaks, a lot of them have the power pole adapters. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, we've made an adapter that goes on the on the back of the, where the power pole would normally go. And uh, with that, you can either choose to steer with your rudder or you. we do have a three or four different uh, steering systems now. You can do, we offer a hand steering option where you mount a little hand steering joystick by your hand and you can steer like you would with the Hobie rudders or with the vibe rudders and so on. Um, yeah, I think on there, you see all the adapters. You're on the adapter section right now. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, so we've got a pole steering, which basically gives you sort of a paintbrush handle right by your side that you can just sort of push back and forth and steer with. I got a hand steering, a foot steering, a tiller steering. So if you're on a dinghy or some sort of an inflatable, you can sort of do your old fashioned steering left and right. And um, yeah, of course the foot steering with the, with the rudders. 
Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, so we've, we've worked really sort of hard getting these adapters made for as many applications as we can and, um, and sort of allow everybody to just as, as much as possible plug and play the motors into their kayaks. So that, that's, okay. that's been a, a, a big, big part of what we do uh, aside from the motors and batteries. So yeah. have you guys thought about doing like an electronic style steering, like something with like a servo that would be able to be controlled by remote? Sure. So, so you know, we, we could do that, um, except implementing that into different kayaks would be incredibly difficult because every kayak has their own shape and size and where the motor goes. And then that would push us way above that thousand dollar mark now. Yeah. Because now we have that to kind of technology is pretty expensive. Yeah, because now we have to we have two motors and you've got, you know, now your battery, some of your battery is gonna go to that servo motor and and all the complications with extra moving parts and so on. Mm -hmm. um, whereas mechanical steering is so simple. Um, mm -hmm. and it's it's so readily already out there. Um, that yeah, uh, you know, one day if, if we are making enough, hopefully that'll make sense to do, especially for things like that pedal drive that that's so sort of stable in there. You may be able to steer that some way. Um, but right now at that price point, it's just not, just not, I wish right. it yeah, would be really cool. I, you know, that would be kind of cool. Like a little 360 pod for the vibe or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, Hobie's got that 360 where they turn yeah. that thing and it, it wouldn't be, you know, I guess we'd have to look at, you know, how they, how they turn that thing exactly and so on, yeah. but it wouldn't be possible, but it wouldn't be cheap. That's for right. sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the drive that fits in their uh, boat alone, that's not a cheap drive. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're right. Just that, that the foot pedal unknown and there's no motor, no batteries, nothing in there. And that's over, yeah. I think we're just about a thousand bucks right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. Now I did see that you guys have the uh, ability to solar charge. Is that correct? So we can solar charge the accessory battery. We can't really solar charge. Well, we could solar charge the big battery, uh, the outboard battery. The problem is you need like 22 hours of straight sunlight to mm. actually solar charge that thing in any real way, right? So that's two full days of sun. Um, California sun, not yeah. like Northeast or, like or Ohio sun. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, yeah. Garbage so there's California sun and it still takes you two full days. So it's just not practical. So by the time you pay $600 for a solar panel, and you know find the right angle of the dangle to charge your battery for 22 hours it's just not practical yeah and i think we would just constantly you constantly have disappointed people where like oh i was only able to charge so much so um, yeah but we'll get there we'll get there it's the technology right it just takes time so yeah yeah because i mean even if you thought about it like even if you put a small one on and you were like well i'm just going to use it supplemental you know right. what I mean? To try to extend my range. But at that rate, you're not really extending that range hardly at all then, right? That's right. Yeah. You might as well just pedal a bit more. Like just a little bit of pedaling would make up for that, right? Yeah. So oh, like this is what we've got. You know, this is the solar panel we've got for our um, accessory battery, right? So you've got a panel about this big. Yeah, right? it's big. And uh, this is already kind of big as, you know, if you're putting this on a kayak, um, the trouble is you have to have the entire solar panel exposed mm. uh, to get it to charge properly. Um, e even a small percentage of it being covered is gonna really reduce your, your charging time. So 
you know, and this charges the small battery, the, the accessory battery, but for it to charge that big battery, it's, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be, it's going to take forever. So, um, so yeah, but again, it, you know, this is technology that's getting better literally every year. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so I'm hoping in a couple of years we'll be able to do that easily. So. I don't know if I missed it or not, but did we talk about how long it takes to charge the battery from empty to full? About five hours. Five hours? That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. So you can. Typically overnight, and then you're good to go the next day. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I know uh, some of my other batteries, I know they're like lithium phosphate. They took seven, maybe six or seven hours. So that sounds about right. Right. So yeah, that's all. It just, it just depends how much you're willing to invest in the charging system, right? So mm -hmm. you buy a cheaper charger, it'll take you a lot longer, but then you don't mm -hmm. have to worry about overheating and stuff like that. Um, you buy slightly better charging systems and chargers, then uh, you'll do a little faster. So yeah. Now, do you guys have any uh, other adapters that are in the works? Anything new? Yeah, we do, man, constantly. So my my sort of thing is, you know, we need to have a new adapter like at least once every three months. We need something new. So we've got three coming up at the end of this month. So, but I can't tell you anything more. <laughs> so, yeah. It's okay. We're used to that because we always yeah. ask, hey, you guys got something new? And it's like, yeah, but we can't tell you. So we just, <laughs> like, we, we well, just love asking it. Yeah. Sometimes somebody gives up stuff, but no. <laughs> yeah, we have so we have three. Actually, it's not even new adapters. So we have three major improvements to our to our existing uh, product mm -hmm. that are coming up at the end of this month. Um, but we have four other completely new products we're working on uh, that's going to come out over the next year, and uh, those, those are really yeah, they're very different than well, not different from what we're doing, but but different in the sense that they're new products, um, uh, and th those will be coming out in the next year. I'm hoping so. But yeah, let's talk about uh, warranty and repairs and stuff like that. Um, right. But uh, is a repair something somebody can do on their own, or do they have to send it in? Sure, some of the stuff they can do on their own. So you know, we we try to make it as as um, everything is sealed, so there's no mm -hmm. there is no maintenance in that sense. Um, we've used you know. We, man, we went through hell trying to find stainless steel that doesn't rust at all in, in any sort of condition. So we ended up sourcing our shaft material, for instance, out of Germany, out of a company that makes a very specialized stainless steel. So you can actually leave it. If it was salt water all the time. Um, you wouldn't even need to rinse it. But still, you know, you, you want to maintain your stuff, right? Um, right. So some of the stuff, um, and some of the stuff is designed to break. So we've got on this little guy here, um, it is a modular product, so it's made to stick to different things. The little nose piece will break if you hit something hard. You know, mm -hmm. so we've sort of done that on purpose because if that doesn't break, then your connector will definitely break, and mm -hmm. that's a much more difficult uh, repair. Um, so the nose piece has got two screws. You take it out, you put a new nose piece on, and you're done. Um, if you get into pebbly stuff, um, you may break your propeller. Um, mm -hmm. They're about 15 bucks. You get a new propeller, and you're done. And you can pop off the back and put a new propeller on. Um, if you do severe damage, as long as water doesn't get inside the motor housing, we can pretty much repair anything for about anywhere from 50 to 80 bucks. So you send it back to us, we repair it. The batteries are completely sealed. So unless you do something crazy to them, um, then you shouldn't have anything. You shouldn't need to do anything to them. They'll, they'll just last. So, um, and obviously we've gotten better and better over time uh, with new 
uh, releases and less and less things go wrong. And every time something goes wrong, we look at things and, and see what we didn't think of that somebody else did um, <laughs> in their garage. Yeah. That we, we never even imagined somebody would put it on their <laughs> kayak and drive straight into their living room in reverse. <laughs> Who would have thought? But, uh, but I've got pictures, so. Yeah. But the reason why I ask the uh, repair question is because myself and Josh, we're both river guys. And I'm just curious how that that uh, propeller, the drive and everything, I, I'm just curious how it holds up to uh, big rocks and going through riffles and stuff like that. So, I mean, you got to remember at, at some point, if you hit stuff hard, um, mm -hmm. you're either going to break the motor or you're going to break stuff on your kayak, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so, you know, when we see stuff in rivers, like especially with big rocks, if, if you hit, if you've got this on your rudder, for instance, right, um, you're going to hit something and a, a few things are going to happen. Either you're going to break off the nose piece or if you hit a little bit higher, you'll break your rudder. Um, okay. And if the rudder doesn't break, you may break your rudder pin. Um, if, you know, so at some point, this stuff is all either plastic or some sort of aluminum or metal. Some of it is going to break. Um, so over the years, what we've tried to do is try to make sure that the things that break don't cause catastrophic failure. Right. So we can, we can repair it easily, right? right. Um, so one of the things we did was that that little piece in the front was we found that if, if you don't break this, you'll break this, the connector. And that's much costlier and because water can get in at that point. Okay. So we figured, all right, let, let it, let's break the front because that's easier. It's better. You can easily replace the front. Right. Um, yeah. So that's what it comes down to at the end is you're going to break something if you hit hard. Um, you know, is it is it going to be something that's, you know, 15 bucks and you can do it yourself? Or is it going to be something that's going to be 150 bucks and you're going to have to ship it in? Right. Mm -hmm. so, so we keep trying to go toward that, you know, fix it yourself with a couple of pieces of plastic or metal and then that's it. Yeah. And, and do you offer some kind of swinging arm? Like if you do hit something with the motor where it swings up? Definitely. Yeah. So we do. So, so the rudders all swing up all of the outboard, uh, all of the sort of transom adapters we have, they all have a swing up feature. Um, the okay. only ones that don't really swing or, or have any give are the ones you put into the pedal drives. Um, okay. And there's not much give on that. So if you hit that, you're definitely breaking something. Mm -hmm. So we always encourage people like if you're, if you're not in deep water, don't use the pedal um, adapters because you're going to, inevitably hit something right i mean at, at the end of the day you're in the water there's stuff going on you're gonna hit something so if you're not in deep water if you're not in the ocean then don't use the pedal adapters use something in the back use something in the transom where you're able to kick up right mm -hmm. so yeah i think that'd be pretty important especially on a river for sure yeah on a river you know you want you want some give right mm -hmm. um otherwise you'll break something for sure so. yep uh, any kind of like rock guard or weed guard that you guys yeah, have to do? Weed guard. Yeah, there's a weed guard that uh, that we ended up actually making because it was uh, mostly because where we are, there's a lot of eelgrass. Um, mm -hmm. And the eelgrass was getting in there all the time and it was driving us nuts. So um, <laughs> we actually had a customer who built, he sort of built his own weed guard for the motor. And uh, we were so inspired. We're like, oh man, this is amazing. Can we steal your idea? And he's like, yeah, by all means. So we actually ended up designing a weed guard that goes onto the onto the propeller and I'll, I'll grab one here um give me one second I'll, I'll grab it i'll get one of these guys to grab one for me uh, but uh, yeah so there is a weed guard that goes on the back so it, it you do lose a little bit of power 
but uh, but it's well worth it if you're if you're in grassy, especially pebbly places where little pebbles can get in because mm -hmm. the motor is spinning at about 60, 6,800 RPM. Wow. So <laughs> if you hit a, if you get the right size pebble into the propeller at the right time at that speed, um, so yeah, so that's that's our little um, weed grill, and that'll just go on replace the 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 grill that's it. That's okay. And uh, so this gets rid of pebbles and eelgrass and so on. And it's uh, especially if it's in the back where you can't reach it. It's a, it's a good um, it's a good thing to have on hand. So yeah, cool. Have you guys had um, any kind of complaints with any issues with like fishing line? Because I know like you know that's a big nightmare for a lot of people yeah. using motorized kayaks, yeah. whether it's trolling motors or whatever. But is always a you know. Always to kind of try to be cognizant, check your props and stuff like that for it, because you what you may not see is gathering up more and more and more eventually. So, do you guys have like a recommendation, or do you do you guys not really have that issue because of the smaller motors that kind of avoid it a little bit? Yeah, we don't. To be honest, like um, you know, Mac is sitting here; he does all of our support stuff. Okay. I, I would say, like in the past year, we've probably had one or two people who've had their fishing line caught in there. Um, it's really rare for that to happen. It's yeah. most eelgrass or pebbles. That's that's the biggest thing, and that's because people beach them, right? Uh, uh, yeah. So that's um, um, that's that's one thing. But yeah, fishing lines have been actually quite rare, um, which is cool. I, I you know it's something I never expected. I figured at some point some people will get in there, um, yeah. but, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but it's, I, that's, that's been a rarity. So yeah. I used to have a motor on my old kayak and. I remember going uh, under a tree that had uh, stuff hanging down from it. I didn't see it. I went right through it. It grabbed the line and just snapped the tree. And I just looked back. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there towing a tree with a line attached to my motor. <laughs> right. That's funny. Yeah. Do you guys have, uh, you mentioned something that I kind of wanted to touch base on just a mm -hmm. second ago. Do you guys have like a support um, like group or, like contact information that you provide with your customers that help them through any kind of issues? Yeah. So we try to sort of stay connected as much as possible. So we have the Facebook owners group that, that people get on and they help each other out a lot. Uh, man, there are people out there who are way better and brighter than we are at making stuff. So, you know, you go on that owners group, people are making all kinds of DIY projects and stuff. It's amazing. They sort of help each other out and, and get through it because it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter what we do. There are, there are so many kayaks out there and so many different applications that there's always someone better at us in doing what they do. So there's definitely that, that user group. Um, we, ha we have now actually probably about a month ago, we launched a website, a, com a completely different website than our website, uh, bigspeed.info. And um, bigspeed.info is just completely dedicated to support installation videos um ideas and 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 support so if you want to get in touch with us and, and open a support ticket or send stuff in for repairs uh that website is completely dedicated to that um we worked for months putting a database together of all the different kayaks we could find uh, and how you would motorize them so those kayaks are all listed there so you go in there find your kayak you sort it alphabetically find your kayak and it tells you which adapter best fits your kayak um, and then, of course, social media, right? So we're out there all the time, Facebook, uh, our website. Um, we have a live chat on our website that you can get a hold of us. Um, so that's a really important element of, of this whole uh, industry is it's a small community. Everyone knows everyone and everyone helps everyone. It's a really cool community to be in. Um, so, 
yeah, definitely, definitely lots, lots of stuff out there for people to get, to get a hold of us and to get what they need. So that's awesome, man. Cause there's one thing that you see, um, especially when I, it's, it's starting to improve, but a couple years ago when I started really kind of getting into accessorizing my kayak and buying this, cause at first I kept it simple. I was a river guy. I, you know, I had like three, four rods with me, had a simple milk crate, but the more right. I got into it, but here's the thing I was always kind of running into is like, Hey, buy some new accessory or something. And you're like, I'm not hundred percent sure if I'm putting this together, right. Or, right. you know, and then you're like, eh, it doesn't come with any kind of instructions. And then you're like, you watch like a video and you're kind of like, ah, but that's on a different kayak. So it's like, it's nice that you guys have brought together so much information in one, one, you know, it's specific to your product. So it's like, here it is, here's the information, go check right. it out. And you know, it's, it's all right there at the click of a button. And that's cool, man. Cause that's, that's one thing I saw that the industry itself was lacking sometimes was just not enough clarity on it. So, or you watch a video and you're like, you know, they do do it so fast or whatever. And you're sitting there trying to pause it, you know, like, uh, yeah. like what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've made playlists of other people's installations on our website because it, they're, they're, like I said, there are people who do it better than we do, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And there are more, they're, they're, they explain it better. Like we just, because we're, we're completely in, immersed in this stuff. So we don't even think about the small stuff, yeah. but you've got guys who are so amazing at this that and they, they, they do amazing installations. They explain it so well, they get all the right angles and the lighting. And we share all of that with people, with everybody, as much as we can. Yeah. Heart, right. Um, so yeah, that's 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 been a really cool part of this, and that's really what sort of pushed us into this the, the kayak and the kayak fishing uh, space more than the snorkeling and scuba space, because mm -hmm. there wasn't that community um, the same way um, in the in the snorkeling and scuba business as as, as there is in the kayak fishing and in, in the kayaking industry. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I agree. I like the kayak uh, community. It's awesome. It's very cool. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Well, I think we're winding down here, man. Unless Josh has anything else to throw in here. I mean, no, I think we're good, man. I mean, we touched base, you know, you, we kind of are, you touch base in regards to like, you know, pre-orders and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when, but like, it's, you guys seem to be getting on track with everything. Everything seems to be coming along. And I think we're seeing an improvement. I mean, that was just everything that happened with that. It was just so much COVID related. It's just that anybody has an issue right now, not getting their crap on time, chill out because it's not yeah. you specifically. It is across the board, man. This whole planet yeah, right now cool. is behind. So yeah. like, chill out. Stop giving everybody such a hard yeah. time. Sure. I, I think it adjusted everyone's, you know, expectations and, and, yeah. you know, it sort of nudged everyone's reality that, Hey, relax. Yeah. Your stuff will come next week. Yeah. <laughs> Not the end of the world. Go ahead, Brad. I'm sorry. We, we live in a society where the, everybody wants it now. Yeah, that's um, right. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. We'll blame that on the internet. Everything's <laughs> at a click yeah, of a yeah. button. That's so. all his fault. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we do appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk to us. Um, I learned a lot. Um, I've always had this huge in interest in Bixby. Mm -hmm. um, I've been looking into putting one on my Jackson Kilroy for quite some time. And because, like, you know, I, I don't have the money for a Torquedo. Not knocking it. It's a great product. They make sure. awesome motors. 
Um, it's just financially, it's way above my price range, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and the thing I like about Bixby is it's, it's lightweight and I'd like to try Bixby out in the river a little bit and stuff like that. And that's a, Torquedo is a big motor. Bixby, a lot lighter and a lot more compact, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I could get out there in the lakes and, you know, speed up a little bit. So I'm excited about trying it out, man. I appreciate you taking the time. I learned a lot. So thank Thanks, you. Guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate yeah. It. So uh, before we end this, you have any shout outs or anywhere uh, people can find you guys to follow you? Yeah. You know, Instagram, our website, obviously, Facebook, we're active on um, all the usual stuff, man. Am I, am I missing anything? Anyone? Someone can yell at me. YouTube. YouTube. Yes. YouTube. Yeah. We got, we got videos, more videos coming soon. Uh, we're taking on a couple of new ambassadors, so we should have more, more content coming as well. You know, weather is getting better soon, I hope. Uh, so we'll get out there more and make some more videos and content. But um, yeah, ultimately everything ends up on our website. So if you end up on there, you'll uh, and uh, dig around, you'll find us and get lots of info. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yep. We'll end this here, guys. Thanks for listening. If you uh, made it through this far and uh, we appreciate you guys, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.